Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. Hello, Mr. Harris. Mr. Decker, good to see you. It's good to see you, too. You know, I came into the office today, the office that we share. Right. And, uh, man, you were, like, super excited to record this episode. No, it's just that I'm really busy today. (laughs) you got to get it done. got to get this done. (laughs) got to get it done. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Decker has prepared an outline and everything. We are in for a treat today. Because what are we talking about? Well, we're, we're, I, we got a suggested topic. We always ask for topics yeah. or interviewees, and we got a suggested topic from a non-attorney friend of the show, Susie Jordan. I love that. And she, she asked me about what are some things that people get pulled over for, and she asked specifically about a few of them. Um, and I threw it out to you. Hey, is this a good idea? At first, I, no offense to Susie. First, I was like, eh, it seems a little lame. And then you and I kind of realized that more than 50% of our cases start with a traffic stop. The vast majority, I would say. Yeah, Um, yeah. 50%. I I really think it's probably 60 to 70%. Yeah. But I put, I said 50 just as a. Yeah, we have some that don't start in the vehicle, but some of them start with a 911 call or. Yeah, that's true. Um, No, I I think most of our, obviously, we, you know, our DWIs, most of our possession marijuanas are going to be in the car and, and. Well, obviously, a, a DWI is obviously going to be in a car. But I mean, how many, like, a, the va- <laughs> not a vast majority of our caseload is DWIs. Probably a vast majority of our episodes on this show right. are D- DWI adjacent. It, or, or at least mention DWIs. Right. Right. But, but lots of our possession charges um, start with a traffic stop. You know what that means? Too many people are just riding dirty. I think that's what that song means. Is that right? I, you're way that's cooler than your, I am. I have no idea. That's, that's, that's like right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Me and riding dirty people who know me think Andrew Decker he just likes that song. He he's probably riding dirty. Never has been said. Let's move on. So anyway, so, so what does it take to get pulled <laughs> over? Mr. Earth? What, what, how does an officer start by pulling you over? What do they need to pull you over? Well, they need reasonable suspicion. To pull you over and, and either they're going to get that by, um, you know, uh, witnessing a traffic violation, having somebody call in uh, who has witnessed a traffic violation and they can support that um, allegation or or independently, if it's not a traffic violation, just being able to articulate facts that support reasonable suspicion for a stop. So, you know, we'll talk about traffic stops here and, and traffic violations, but just in general, like on a DWI case, it doesn't really have to be a violation of the transportation code. If they see, you know, it's a time of night, they, they see weaving, they, you know, see maybe like a, driving slowly or, or some of these things that may not be a violation of the, of a traffic code. Can't get right. a traffic but, ticket for but it, don't but you feel otherwise, sorry, don't you feel sorry for the officer that, that gives has that? To, has, has us questioned him about that? Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it is, but they just have to, you know, it's one of those things. Reasonable you, you can suspicion. Beat the, you may beat the rap, but you're not going to beat the ride. They just have to be able to articulate right. a reason to stop you. Yeah, they have to have more than a hunch. They have to have a, a, a particularized uh, objective reason for making the stop. Um, and, and that's set out by the, by the Supreme Court of the United States. Um, and you, you actually include on our, on, on our itinerary what the Supreme Court says about that. Reasonable suspicion until some minimal level of objective justification for making a stop more than a hunch or an unparticularized suspicion. That comes from the highest court in the land. The Supreme highest court. 
Maybe wow. they're riding dirty. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you said it, not me. Okay. So, so we're going to go through just basic traffic violations that lead to stops. Um, you can fight the, if you only have the particular traffic violation, you can fight those in other ways. We're just using these as reasons an officer or law enforcement could stop you while you are driving or the driver in your vehicle is driving. Right. Let's start with a simple one. Speeding. Speeding. Yeah. Right. So, so how many speeding tickets have you had in your life? In my life? Um, I think three. Yeah. I haven't had that many. Um, I was a prosecutor once and, and fun, fun thing about being a prosecutor is you get to know most of the cops. And, um, when I was a prosecutor, I would get pulled over for speeding all the time. Maybe you were riding dirty. See, that's going to now be the theme of the show. That's really sad. We're going to move on. So speeding, obviously we know that, that if there's a posted speed limit, if it says 30 miles an hour or 20 for a school zone or 70 miles, or if you're out in West Texas near junction, uh, where I love to go, 85, 80, yeah. 85 miles an hour is Man, the posted speed zone. Um, I, my car won't even go that fast. Uh, but there are some, some sir, prima facie speed limits. I have limits. seen your car. Um, it will go that fast. Not with me driving. Uh, <laughs> and some of these I didn't even know existed. 15 miles per hour in an urban district alley. Who knew? That's in the code? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm my gonna, understanding. I'm going to put that on the list of code sections to read right right after 42a right right um you mentioned you just kind of blew past a really legalistic term can we can we go back to that prima facie what i don't even know if i'm saying it right what is what do you mean by that it means that they are they are the presumed speed limits if there's not a posted sign right okay right yeah so it's it's like the the correct speed unless otherwise noted or posted or posted right um and then also you know if you are caught exceeding that number like speeding right um then you are presumed you know well it's presumed a violation but it's rebuttable right is, is my understanding yeah it can be and again we're not going to get into how you can rebut the speeding ticket we're just saying it's enough to get you pulled over so doing we're going to use 71 and a 70 i wouldn't want it, it would be ridiculous to pull someone over at that, that little of a difference. I mean, that, right. that that's within, you know, 1%, um, or, or, you know, one and a half percent of the of right. that difference. It would be really difficult to say that that was actually accurate, but it would be enough to probably sustain reasonable suspicion for the stop to justify the stop that right. maybe led to an arrest for something else, but right. at least fighting that ticket. Right. I mean, it's, there's a standard of error with these radar guns, et cetera. Right. So we're if I got pulled into... over for 71 or 72 and a 70, and there were no other issues with weather time, um, conditions, yeah. I, I would go and say, really, let's fight this case. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. But that, that's not what we're here to talk about. So, so 15 miles an hour in an alley or on a beach, you know, if you're driving on a Texas beach, all Texas beaches are public uh, places. Some, some of them do have restrictions on motor vehicles on those beaches. So just, right. you know, pay attention right. to the signs, but right, um, 15 miles an hour, which, you know, on a beach seems, seems fast. Yeah. 15 miles an hour. I, again, I don't know. Uh, 30 miles per hour. Would you, your, on, would you on, ever take your car on a beach? Uh, no. Question mark. Yeah. Um, it's too fancy. Th- stop uh 30 miles per hour on basically a neighborhood street uh your your residential streets uh urban streets uh 70 miles per hour on 
numbered highways outside of urban districts. Uh, think, think the interstate primarily, and then 60 miles per hour on uh, unnumbered highways outside of urban districts. Most, most highways, though, have a posted speed limit. Right. Um, yeah, so don't speed. You, you can get pulled over. You can get a ticket. Even if it's like one mile, an o- one mile an hour over, that could justify the stop, which could lead to your arrest for something else. Maybe not be able to prove in a court of law that you were actually speeding, but it's, it probably is going to justify a reasonable suspicion to, uh, on, on the stop itself. Right, right. And again, I don't, know a, I don't know a law enforcement officer that's going to stop someone for one mile over, but we're just going to what the law actually says. Right. All right. So what would that bring us to next, uh, Mr. Harith? Well, okay. So let's say we have this instance where I may be going the speed limit, not speeding, but let's just assume, you know, it was during the big ice storm that we just experienced this past winter. Um, and definitely not. I'm trying to forget that. Definitely not cold. a safe speed for the conditions. I, right. Yeah. You don't need to be doing 70 on the interstate if there's ice on every bridge. Right. It definitely is. It's not, it's not safe. Um, personally, I just didn't drive at all, but some people did. Some people couldn't avoid it. That's still a crime, right? I mean, I could still get pulled over for that. Right. Uh, and, and this one, usually you're going to get, you're going to find this ticket uh, of a failure to maintain speed, which is in the code. Uh, and all these, all these are in the Texas transportation code. So when we read off the code section, know that that's where we're looking. Yeah. Uh, uh, 545.351 an operator may not drive at a speed greater than reasonable and prudent under the circumstances than existing i don't know that i've ever seen anyone stopped for this but it's the officer is going to see an accident and just write you a ticket for failure to maintain a safe speed yeah there's um i, I know um you and i have gotten that call before you know, somebody was involved in an accident maybe hit something some kind of obstruction in the roadway just or whatever the, just went in the ditch just went in the ditch and, uh, and they ended up getting a ticket for like, well, you just failed to control your speed. And it's like, dude, are you kidding? Like accidents happen, you right. know? Right. Um, you know, our, our experience has been an officer is going to issue a ticket if they can, if they can justify it. So, uh, just know that, um, you are supposed to control your speed to the, you know, weather or other factors that are, that are on the roadway at the so time. The, so let me tell you how, you know, lots of times we think of ending up in the ditch that truly it's you, you're driving too fast. You lost control of your car. Um, back in my younger days, I knew a lady named Mary Hester, God rest her soul. Um, who lived in a very small town. This is a true story. And she drove a car, but never pushed the gas in, in town fast enough because it was still dirt and gravel roads in this small town. True story. Uh, and she wouldn't p- push the gas. She would just let it idle and drive. And about once a week, the idle would turn the car off and she would literally end up in the ditch and somebody would go down to like to the, to the gas station right there in town and say, Miss Hester's in the ditch again. We need to go pull her out. You know, she she never was speeding. <laughs> yeah, uh, she just was afraid to push the gas on the dirt road. Um, well, I don't blame her. Yeah, I've driven on some yeah. crazy dirt roads. That 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 is uh, that's funny. And I wonder what you know because we've talked to some officers who are like, yeah, you know, I would I'd write a ticket for failure to maintain safe speed. And it, it's like, look, I was going the speed limit and I hit a water puddle and hydroplaned. You know, accidents right. happen. A deer ran out and and I jerked the wheel on my car. Yeah, uh, so. Um, anyway, it's just another, 
it's another instance of a traffic code violation that we see that often leads to other charges. Right. Right. But again, usually that one's going to start with an accident. Right. Um, so, or, 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 you know, that or obstructing a highway passage. Yeah. We'll, that, that we'll get into that. That's another show and we hope whole, it's coming. A whole right? new show. Oh, geez. I'm so excited about that. Hopefully by the end of the year. Oh, please. Sweet Jesus. Let it be sooner than that. Um, okay. So failure to use a signal 100 feet. Yeah. 100 feet to from, what? From the intersection. Okay. This is you've got to turn on your blinker 100 feet before you turn right or left. And it actually says an operator intending to turn a vehicle right or left what other direction are you going to turn your vehicle shall continuously for not less than at than the last 100 feet of the movement of the vehicle from before the turn. I think this is like an instance of our legislature just trying to sound, you know, smarter. Yeah. Use your signal, really... but 100 feet. That's and only right or left. Yards. Only if you're turning right or left, y'all. Right. Again. <laughs> Again. Now, what? What? Turning up or you down. Don't need a, you don't need a signal. So what if I'm U-turning? Hey, wouldn't that be a U-turn to the right or left? Right. I don't, so, I don't know. So the most ridiculous time I've seen this used to justify a stop um, was uh, intersection of McCart and I think it's Sycamore School in Fort Worth, Texas. The gentleman was turning right. He moves over into the turn lane, which is the whole lane turns right. Yeah, so it's a dedicated turn lane. It is a dedicated turn lane. If he goes straight, he would hit the light pole. Right. And the island. <laughs> yeah. Right? And he got pulled over for not using a signal. I, I Maybe I'm just, this is one of those instances where I'm just kind of making up stuff that I'm like, I've always believed to be true, but just don't really know. Is is a turn signal required when you're in a dedicated turn lane? According to the administrative law judge at the ALR hearing, it is. <laughs> Should we be trusting them as a... As a uh... I'm just telling you I lost that argument. I'm just... Not that I'm bitter or anything at all. Um, well, you know, I have seen, and we'll, we'll kind of, this kind of leads into like uh, signaling when you change lanes. Uh, but I, I have seen... Um, you know, reasons to stop somebody on a DWI case where they say, yes, he, he indicated his intent to change lanes, but he did not do so within a hundred feet of before changing. Yeah. That's, the lane. Not, that's not what the, what the code says. Yeah. The Same code, code number, different code letter, but the code, yeah, the code specifies that hundred foot distance is only required prior to actually making a turn, a, a right or left turn, Mr. Harris. Let's be not very clear. Change it. Yeah, right or left turn only. Right. So not but, changing but again, lanes. Again, let, let's let's play the part of the officer for a minute. Someone is in a dedicated turn lane. Right. That if they did not turn, they would hit the median, a median island, and a light post. So do you really think that this person turning right in that lane has committed a trap? I mean, Right, because the reason How? the reasoning for that is to alert other drivers of your intention to turn. Right, and so I'll, so being in the dedicated turn lane, not enough, not enough to again, let other drivers. The know. whole lane turns, and after it turned, there was still about thirty to fifty feet of dedicated lane until they could merge. I mean, it was the most ridiculous one I've ever seen. And and that was all. That was the only reason they cited it. Or was this officer? You that, know, that probably was probably fishing for some other 
Now, Mr. Harris, our, our officers don't go on fishing expeditions. What? What off? What off? Yeah, they oh, do. That's oh. their entire job. <laughs> it says Sorry. it like to, pr- to protect and go on fishing expeditions, right? And now it's on the side yeah. of the car. Sometimes I think that's what they should put. So, um, <laughs> a little, a little facetiousness. Uh, right, I love I, our, I, I've, I love I've our seen, public servants. I've, I've seen several of them where there's video, you know, because they they flip the video on somebody's at a stop sign, and they turn on the light, they turn on the signal, and then turn right or left. And they get in trouble for that because immediately the officer lights them up because yeah. they're behind them. So you see it on, on the camera. And I've asked the officer, they, you know, they use their turn signal and he goes, well, they didn't use it a hundred feet before. And that's one of those where you put it to the common person and go, have you ever gotten to us to a stop sign and realized, Oh, this is where I need to turn. Yeah. But you haven't put your, like, what would you do? What would a normal person do in that instance? You're going to turn on your signal and turn right or left. Yeah. You're going to like go up to the next available yeah. turn, according make sure to the you law, have it a hundred foot. Right. And then according do to the it. law, that's what you should do. Sometimes remember the law is not logical. The it doesn't so use, it doesn't use common sense. <laughs> it does. It's not, yeah. Well, it's not, you know, it's written by people who may not have common sense. His name is Andrew Harris. You can find him at. Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. If you'd like to make comments about the disparagement of the legislature or the law by Mr. Harris, please I'm just saying the podcast. I, I can, I, and I, I think our <laughs> listeners probably agree with me. Like, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. We've talked about other things here right, too. Right. That it, it doesn't make sense. These, these are things that you go use your turn signal. If you realize, if you realize you're at a stop sign, you go, hey, th- you know. This is where I think I think this is the turn. I'm not real familiar with the neighborhood. To get hey, if you're if you're that, riding dirty, <laughs> you know, ma- just make sure you know the transportation code. That's right. If you're riding dirty, make sure you use Google. First off, don't do that. Call us um, if if you do get in trouble. Our our advice, as always, abide by the law. Right. Do right. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So. You mentioned you mentioned the need for a signal to to change lanes. Change lanes, yeah. Right. We're still at five forty five point one oh four, but this is actually paragraph A. The operator shall signal basically, and there's some other stuff in there there, but they shall signal to indicate a turn, change of lanes, or start from a parked position. What? Start right. from a parked position. Yeah, so the only place where I've seen this enforced is if someone is parallel parked on a street you need to signal that you're going to enter traffic okay sure right okay um i don't know how much parallel parking you do i do some yeah i i don't know if i use my signal then or not so usually honestly i don't i don't i think it depends on how busy the street is like if i need to kind of signal hey somebody slow down let me in um but i've never seen i've never seen that one as an actual reason for a stop yeah, I haven't either. But I have seen failure to signal to change lanes. Right. No, I have. I have as well. And I, and just like I stated before, it's um, uh, failure to signal to change lanes. Actually, when when I have seen it, I've seen somebody cited for this or or stated as a reasonable suspicion to stop on a DWI. It was when you know my client was kind of like veering over to a new lane and okay. then like swerved back. So kind of like uh, you know, maybe like. I've done this before too. If I make the mistake of looking at my phone 
when I'm driving. Again, Mr. Harris, that not, is a traffic I violation. That is some, I didn't list it in this, but now we're going to have a little... Driving uh, while with your phone in your hand in Texas is reasonable suspicion for making a stop. I, Put I your should phone not, down, Mr. Harris. I know. I'm sorry. I, li- listeners, I, <laughs> I make you this pledge that I will try. To put my phone down. He will not drive while texting until the whoa, end whoa, whoa, of whoa, whoa, this whoa. podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yes. I'm recording it currently driving down the highway. No, no. um I, we all do it occasionally. We look I know. at our phone, you know, the phone. And it lights is, up. it's as distracting as they say, like intoxicated driving. And I I have found myself drifting over. Mm-hmm. It's it's really unsafe. And I, I really do need to be a lot more strict myself for that. Right. Um, but let's let's but I've also, if, you know, but it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily like, like, you know, kind of inching over into the other lane. I'm not going to use my signal because I'm not intending to change lanes. I've seen that as reasonable suspicion. Like, well, they are obviously intending to change lanes because they're inching into another lane, right. but they didn't use their signal. So I'm going to pull them over. I really, is that, mm-hmm. is right. that the violation of the transportation code? No. It be, well, it, I think it's what we'll you, get to, you, which you, is you, the maintain a single lane. It has to be done safely. If it's not safe, et cetera. Right. But, well, they have to be clearly marked lanes for traffic. Right. Uh, you shall drive as nearly as practical entirely within a single lane and may not move from that lane unless the movement can be made safely. And we've moved on to a different code section. This is failure to maintain a single lane. But, um, but I, I, you know, it's another reason i think in our dwi cases that we see a lot is uh is right. this is the reason to right to maintain a single lane um the other issue with that is that um when, when when you know why are some reasons you might drift well you might be trying to avoid something in the road yeah. that the officer didn't see um you might because i've noticed this um i get distracted by something outside the car and look left or right and your your body will naturally turn the way, and so you you you, you absolutely you pull your car a little bit, um, and and then of course there's just some people don't drive straight, yeah, um, uh, but they but the officer that can make the stop, but if they don't list something that the move was not made safely, there's going to be, from most good attorneys, um, a motion. Why are you looking at me? Well, I'm saying you would you would be a good this. attorney, right? right. I, That's I, what I'm I saying. Fought. Most of we would do this. And the way I'm you looked most at me was of, like most good attorneys. No, I was trying to include you in that group, Mr. Harris. Um, <laughs> First, it's the texting and driving. Then well, it's that's a- completely different. I'm not saying you're not a good attorney. I'm saying you're texting and driving. Um, and again, I do it too sometimes. Um, I have I have fought this this uh, code section in court before. On I have a motion to suppress in two weeks on this issue. The funny thing is. I think most cops are a little surprised, like, oh, it has to be unsafe, right? Well, it's not, well, you know, with speeding, it's not prima facie unsafe. They have to show, they have to articulate that it was unsafe, right? right. So my police officer, the, the one that I had it on, um, the, the individual, like, just tapped the line. Mm-hmm. He said it was fair to maintain a single lane. The judge said, okay, yeah, I can see. He, he taps the line. That's enough to say he moved from another lane to the other. And I started asking the officer, like, well, what, what about that was unsafe? He's like, well, it's unsafe to the other drivers on the road. Literally on the video, there's just my guy and the police officer who's about 30 feet behind him. Right. right? And, and sometimes nobody be- else because they haven't lit him up yet. They're not on video for this part. Well, 
Right. Yeah. Thankfully this, you know, this was on video, so we were able to see it. Um, but, but you're right. They're not, they're just kind of going off of the officer's testimony. Uh, and the officer said, I was like, well, who, who is it? There's only two people on the, on the road. Who's it unsafe to? And he's like, well, me, I'm like, was he driving in reverse? Like you're 30 (laughs) feet behind him. How is that unsafe to you? Are you in danger of being hit? Well, no. Well, okay. So it wasn't unsafe. Right. 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 No, it's just not good driving. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fine. It it may not be the best driving out there, but is it unsafe? Right. Yeah. That that that's completed. So there, I I didn't list this in the code, but you brought it up. Um, tapping the line. Right. So the first time I appeared in a contested hearing, I was in Judge Wish's court in Tarrant County, uh, and I was in my 3L year, and opposing counsel were Mark Daniel and Max Smith. Okay. Right? Well, that's a trial by fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it worked out well for me later, but that day was not so good. Um, if you know, listeners, uh, those two attorneys have been around for decades, have considerable experience, probably some of the best attorneys in legends. the state. Yeah. Legends. As a as a three L intern going up against those guys, uh, you know you're putting your big boy pants on for sure. Uh, yeah, I tried. I tried. So you your lawyer hat. You, you were like, you know, had all your case law, everything. I did. Yeah. I did. And, and the the, argue, the 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 stop was for uh, crossing the double the double line, the double yellow line. Right. Okay. Okay. In the video, the tires go onto the line and off of the line. All right. And on to the line and off to the line. And I said, well, because there is no case law on how far you have to go to be across the line. And Judge Wish asked me that. And I said, Judge, I, I've looked. I cannot find any case law that specifies when you have crossed the line. But thinking on my feet, I said, but Judge, we've all watched, everyone in this room has watched an NFL football game. If you break the plane, you get six points. Yeah. The judge was impressed. He said, but I, I'm not going to be uh, overruled on a motion like this uh, or try to make law based on an NFL touchdown rule. So he ruled in Mark Daniel and Max Smith's favor. You don't say. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. I well, you know, the, the sports analogies, I think, are helpful to just kind of highlight. You know, like we use them a lot during jury selection. Right. You notice I didn't use the soccer analogy where you have to actually completely cross the line. Well, or baseball. Gonna- where the baseball, the, pay, the, foul the chalk, ball. The chalk yeah. is fair. I was right? going to say, like, there's plenty of other sports. And I would like that. That was one of those things I've always learned and, and heard in trial colleges. You can use these analogies, but just be careful. There's always an analogy to, to demonstrate the other side just as just as good. Right. But the, the football one we use a lot um, and the baseball foul line one where, you know, like you can touch the chalk. It's still a fair ball. Right. But again, that turned out well yeah. for me. I, I ended up I now know Mac and Mark and. Seems, uh, seems to have worked out for you. It worked out for me. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that, 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 I think, from our conversations, you, you did that while you were interning, and then you went to work um, as a law student with them, right? Or, or As a newly barred As a clerk. newly barred, okay, right. Right, right. For, for Mark Daniel and, and that group, which now my name is part of. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, God, did my just face just light up? I tears, can actually feel it light up when I say it. Tears, tears to my eyes, just how, just how much you've grown. So Aww. great. um you know what i really hate talking about lines is the the stop line like either at a an intersection where there's a stoplight or a stop sign right they have that big bold like big wide line Mm -hmm. right by the what what 
What the hell is that thing for? That's the stop line. What? You can't. <laughs> One would never know based on watching people drive, but you're supposed to stop behind, come to a complete stop. Yeah. Right behind that line. If there's one there or behind the crosswalk, if there's one there um, and in complete stop, right? How do they define that? Generally, it's defined as the, the weight of the car goes back after the stop, right? right? So so when you hit your brakes, you can feel the weight of the car push forward. That's momentum. And when it falls back, you've you've reached complete stop. Right. Yeah. So when you feel like the inertia kind of pull you back. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That that that'd be a more scientific word. Thank you. Yes. Um. You know. You know me. And in words. In science. I, I got them. Right. Uh, so so. But you've got to stop there. Um. You've got to stop behind that line. Stop behind the crosswalk. Or as nearly as practical where you can see tr crossing traffic. But Mr. Harris, have you ever pulled up to one of those lines and you couldn't see past the yes. intersection? Yes. And I used to when I was a prosecutor obviously misdemeanor prosecutor this came up all the time there is a procedure for what you're supposed to do so in what am i instance. supposed to do in that moment so I, I think i'm just supposed to drive out to where i can see forget the stinking line sure 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 and then call me when you get pulled over for failure to stop at a designated stopping point yeah um okay so so literally like stop behind the line make sure you're stopped there right and no, we don't do like the California rolling stop or anything out here. That that's not legal. Well, we do, we, but it's just not legal. I personally do. It's just not legal. <laughs> um, I but, watched a cop do it leaving my neighborhood oh, just last week. Yeah, I saw an ambulance just flip on his lights to get through an intersection, turn it back off, and then do it again at the next intersection. Drives me insane. Uh, when public servants take advantage of their of their you know sirens and whatever. Anyways. So stop at the designated stopping point. Correct. Wait the correct amount of time, three seconds or whatever it is. Make sure your vehicle is actually stopped. And then you can slowly creep forward to determine if it's safe for you to enter the intersection or continue on your way. Right. And, and this, is, this is one of those that especially mid-afternoon until early in the morning is a reason why an officer is going to pull you over. You Absolutely. didn't stop at the line. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I've had clients where it was a, you kind of go, huh, geez, that, that led to a bad outcome. Um, but I also uh, never would anybody look at me think Andrew runs a lot, but I do. Uh, several years ago. Every day. Er, er, almost every day. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Yeah. You're physically fit. But with a round belly. It's all right. <laughs> you like to eat. That's cool. I do like to eat. Um, uh, but you look good. You look good. Now. Okay. Getting back to my story. This weird. I have a story. <laughs> so my friend, Mike, uh, was hurt. So he was, and we were going on what we call the Christmas tree run, which we do every year. We run into Sundance Square in Fort Worth and yep. take a picture of the Christmas tree. Obviously pre-COVID because that was, yeah. yeah, I couldn't do that during COVID. So it was, it was I think, about three years ago. Um, and he's kind of trailing us watching because he's driving in his car because he was hurt. He, he, he had run a hard run pulled a muscle and was, but wanted to be in the picture. He got lit up by an officer for failure to stop at the line. And the officer said, look, you know, said, you know, Hey, where are you coming from? And he goes, well, I'm, I'm going into Sundance square. You know, I, I just left over here, you know, which is over on West seventh, which if you know, Fort Worth, it's, it's where a, bar a lot area. of bar, bar area. Yeah. And this was like five 30 in the morning. Right. And the officer said, have you been drinking? And he, and Mike's like, no, um, no, sir. And he goes, 
well, look, you didn't stop at the line. You got to be careful. We got runners out here this morning. And Mike goes, I know I am one of those runners. I'm hurt. I'm just following them to the Christmas tree. And so the officer get, then kind of was like, oh, wait, what? Um, but it, it became a topic of discussion that you really can get stopped for not stopping at the line. Actually, it happens all the time. All the time to stop. All the time. It's almost as it's almost as and we're not going to talk about it here because it's not really a I mean it is a transportation code violation, but it's almost like not having your license plate lights working. Like who checks their the lights on their license plate light? But they need to be illuminated. Those lights need to be working. Yada yada yada. I mean that literally stopping at a designated stopping point is as frequent as uh, I couldn't see his license plate. His license plate lights weren't working, so I pulled right. him over. Yeah. Which if you're if you're a defender out there, you know how often that is. I mean that right. that is. Or a brake very, light very didn't work. Brake light didn't work. Some some kind of equipment malfunction right. on your vehicle. Yeah, check check your vehicle. Make sure all your lights work. Make especially if you're riding dirty, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm not uh, riding dirty. I love this next one, and I know we're we're talking just a bunch of like driving. We're going on about thirty minutes or so, um, but this but, is a really interesting one. This left lane passing only. You know, it drives me crazy when people park i say park in the left lane but they're just driving slower they're driving the speed limit they're doing 75 and a 70 and mr harris or my wife is like this is not fast enough excuse me sir your wife could do no wrong and you know that um so anyways that's that's probably true sorry i okay but but that left lane the the fast lane right is for passing only if there's two or more okay so and I, I say if there's two or more, usually if there's like three lanes or in the city, how do I know if I can use that fast lane or not? Or like what, you know what I mean? Well, so if you were, well, first of all, anytime you are passing other traffic and there's, you know, we're, we're talking interstates, divided highways, um, that, that's where this, this, this occurs. If you're passing other vehicles in the right lane, sure, be in that left lane, pass them. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's regardless of if the traffic control device sign of left lane is for passing only is up. It's a traffic control device. That law does not apply unless the traffic control device sign that says left lane for passing only. Traffic is control device. What are you talking about? A stop sign, one way street. Literally just a sign that says left lane for passing. Yes. Only. And, w- and it'll be the photo for our uh, for this episode. So you can find it by looking at the photo. TexasCrimDefense.com or your show. Well, right. I don't know about the show notes. I don't know if they can do po- photos, but it'll be on the website. Um, so you're yeah, gonna, so there's a black and photo? white sign, the same size as most um, uh, speed limit signs. Yeah, that says left left lane for passing only. If that sign is posted, it is a legal traffic control device, and you have to you have to abide by it. And that can be put up by the Texas Department of Transportation or a local authority. Um, that directs the slower traffic to travel in a lane other than the farthest left lane. Okay, so um, so let's say that I'm driving the speed limit. I see this. I see this sign. I have to. There's a car that's driving a little under the speed limit. I've got to pass him. Proper protocol in that instance. What 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 do I do? Right. So once you pass that car, let's say let's say it's doing 65. Yeah. Right. It's a U-Haul got a regulator on it 
can't go faster faster than 65. Right. Once you get safely in front of it, put on your right turn signal to signal that you're going to be changing the lane, then move safely into the right lane and disengage your turn signal. That'd be the proper way to do this, Mr. Harris. This defensive driving course sponsored you by <laughs> Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. Um, right. So, so once you safely pass that vehicle, move back over. Right. Move back over. There may be other vehicles that that need to pass you for whatever reason. Maybe they're maybe they're being jerks, but maybe they have some other real reason. You maybe know? they just have a le- uh, a lead foot. Maybe they do. Right. Maybe um, they do. But, and there's a case that that's on point, right? Like you, you actually had have had to argue this in court, and I know that because we've talked about it uh, about the you know this particular case in the yeah, past. Yeah, there there is case law on this, and basically it said that the the court of criminal appeals said, um, and I don't have the case in front of me. We'll put it in yeah, the show notes um, from memory. This is what right. I don't have it from memory, <laughs> but the but the case says that someone was stopped for this and they realized that the last sign was about eight miles back. Right. Um, and the defense attorney argued a motion to suppress saying, Hey, you know, how would you know? And the officer couldn't articulate how far the car had been on the highway when, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so we've I've actually had a case where a guy was going to be in a lot at, of trouble. He was for, looking at decades. Yeah, he was looking at decades for for his possession of a controlled substance. And we were able to show that from the point of the contact to the last traffic control device was uh, a little over eight miles. And the next one was another five miles up. And he had passed through like three municipalities and two construction zones in that time. And we said, how would anyone reasonably believe that that traffic control device was controlling? Yeah. And thankfully, the district attorney looked at it and actually emailed me and said, are you citing this case? And I was like, yes. And he agreed, right? He agreed. Yeah. He agreed to the motion. Um, so there, there are good prosecutors out there when they realize, hey, this doesn't this doesn't jive. They're, they're going to just sign off and be and be done. So as a defender, just know, hey, OK, I've got a guy who's just seen, doesn't seem to be moving from the left lane. Yes, that is a valid reason to stop somebody. But there is case law out there that could be beneficial to you right but it has to have a posted sign that reads left lane for passing only for that traffic yeah law to 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 kick in right on and the last thing on our itinerary impeding traffic are we talking like obstructing highway passageway okay they're related yeah um but impeding traffic and i've never seen this one actually brought up uh as a reason for a stop I'm sure it has been, but it was one that that our uh, fan of the show actually asked about. Um, so I thought we better include it. Um, For sure. The operator may not drive so slowly as to impede the normal and reasonable movement of traffic, except where reduced speed is necessary for safe operation or in compliance with the law. So back in the day, uh, Central Expressway in Dallas had a maximum and minimum speed yeah i remember so those you, signs if you, if you drove uh, down under, in houston um you, you what down in down in houston i remember those signs being on you know the highways and stuff they don't right. you don't really see them anymore right i haven't seen them in, in 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 decades right um but it was like uh basically it gave a 10 mile per hour window for between the minimum maximum speed on central expressway um 
So driving shorter or slower than that minimum speed would have been impeding traffic, right? Uh, but assume, I haven't seen them in decades, but still, if I'm driving in a 70 mile per hour zone and I'm doing 45, mm, yeah, right? It seems really unsafe to me. Right. That, that, that can, it can truly bottleneck traffic because it's effectively stopping everything in the lane that I'm in. And then everyone's having a bottleneck to go around me. I, I would um, think probably driving in Dallas is extremely unsafe. Just, just generally. Yeah, yeah just, just, <laughs> well, just Houston generally. probably the same way. I love driving in Houston, man. Houston's great. Can't, I, can't, I can't knock it. What about San Antonio? Terrible. Yeah, San Antonio's Austin. got the most confusing Austin. Austin's, Austin's got the worst traffic. Let's just be yeah. honest. Yeah. San Antonio has the most confusing roads because everything's built along rivers. And so everything just twists and turns and you don't know where you're going. Um, All you San Antonio defenders out there, you know, just we'll contact see you at Rusty the show in a we'll month. See, we'll see you at Rusty. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts on the show. Maybe we could interview you about your, about your, about your driving on, practices on, <laughs> in, in San Antonio highways. Yeah. Um, no, I've never liked driving in Dallas. I, uh, but, but I, I would, I would assume that driving 45 and a 75 in Dallas just exponentially increases the safe, the unsafe factor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to end up with somebody slamming their brakes and someone getting rear ended. That's the, that's the fear. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know that I've ever seen anybody actually be pulled over for it. Um, but we've all met that person who's just driving slower and well, we want to tell them they're number one. Right? Oh yeah. In a, in a, in a really special way. Right. Special feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so these are all laws that if we're honest, many of us fudge on every day, right? We're not, we, we may sure. not be purposefully trying to not stop at the line or weaving or, um, not controlling our speed by going a little faster than the posted speed limit. Right. Uh, but it's things that, that naturally occur. And so it is inferior, inferior. It, it's frustrating. Yeah. There we yeah, go. yeah. Um, when, uh, when you get stopped for something like this and you just get a ticket or a warning, right? That's embarrassing or, or frustrating. Um, but when it goes from being just a reason for a stop to a, uh, they smell something. Yeah. They see something. It leads to a DWI, which right, right. we have said time and again, you know, well, is an opinion yeah. crime or, or God forbid you have, you're possessing something right. um, that you shouldn't have. Uh, and a lot of times too, when we get those calls, they're like, yeah, well, I was stops for speeding, but I didn't get a ticket for speeding. So obviously they were just looking for something else. Like, well, you know, the officer, the officer decided not discretion. to give you a speeding ticket because yeah. he arrested you for your DWI second. Yeah, for a felony or a class A misdemeanor. Right. right. Yeah. Right. He's like, or or you had a warrant for domestic abuse. Um, and this right. is why you got yeah. stopped and this is why you went to jail. Um, so, yeah. So, so traffic violations are real. They are real reasons to stop people as long as the officer has reasonable suspicion. And then by that point, if, if there's going to be an arrest, usually the officer at that point just doesn't care, right? Yeah. They don't care about the traffic violation anymore because you're going to the popo. They've got something big. Yeah. Right. right. And, and, and not for nothing, you know, we, we joke a lot on this, um, on this show. I do think our police officers have a difficult job 
and I generally am a rule follower. Speed, you know, is probably my worst um, vice at this point, but uh, it's important, right? Think about it. Like we need, we need these, these laws enforced because everybody uses the roadways. It's, it's important that we all stay safe out there. It's part of the social contract so that we don't end up well in a massive pile up on i mean i make fun of it and in any any given day in court i'll i'll be questioning it whether the officers made a made the right choice or not but at the end of the day y'all just just stay safe out there right you know do what you're supposed to do 10 and 2 10 hands at 10 and 2 keep that phone down i I was saying that that's when you get a dr pepper 10 2 and 4 right and that wasn't that the it's on the logo yeah Back in the day, and two and four, it's about the same sugar for me. About the same time that they had minimum speeds on Central Expressway. Yeah, <laughs> it was a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Andrew, where do they find us? I, man, I don't know. No. Uh, okay. So we we are available on the web, if you can believe it. TexasCrimDefense.com. The internet. Yeah, and you can reach out to both of us directly through that site. Um, you know, we guys, we love hearing from our listeners. We get a lot of, uh, we get some topics whenever we do hear from listeners, they, they generally have great ideas for episodes. So just reach out to us. Um, we're, we'd be happy to hear from you. And uh, also you can find us, uh, if you're listening to this, it's, you probably found us on one of your podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all of those um, we are available on and facebook i believe mr decker runs our facebook group i do uh you can find us at facebook uh, andrew and andrew on texas criminal defense and but mr harith we've added a twitter account what we we have i just want you to know twitter we have, we have seven followers as of this recording um uh but you can find us on twitter at at a and a tx crim diff that is that's a lot of a's it is a lot of a's a and A T X C R I M D E F. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. I it mean, does. It's, it's, it's just like it's, it's easy, easy to find us there. It's, it's what I could find. <laughs> yeah, A and A Texas Criminal Defense. I get it. I get it. Right. Um, you know that uh, Twitter is not really something I'm ever really on, but I think, but I do follow the show. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So look for us in any of those places uh if you if you're gonna be at rusty hit us up we're gonna be we're gonna be there um this is we're putting out a call for for um for interviewees we want to be talking with you while at rusty about what you do for the people of the state so great please let us know let us know we can interview you there yeah Um, we'll come to you and uh well, if we don't find you at Rusty, if you're a non-attorney listener, uh, we wish you all the best. And until next time, stay safe. Thanks, y'all.